I feel like I'm. I, I, I feel like be. I have a job to do. You do. Or you should be doing a thing. I don't. That's... I don't know, Mike. We have a conversation we need to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> should I just skip the intro this week? Just yeah, no, skip it. No, skip it right there. See how many people no, we, we send can't, us messages? We can't have an. We cannot have a podcast without an intro. It just won't yeah, feel true. like a podcast. It'll feel like us on a Friday night. Naked. That would, yeah. that would be weird. In a bubble bath together. Bubble bath. That might be too much. Hey, Mike. Yes. What would Sammy say? Let me try. Uh, hold on a second. Let me try it again. Oh, man. Lead up. <laughs> what, what you doing? Why are you still waiting on that intro? Hit that button, son. Let's get this shit started. <laughs> Sammy says, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome, welcome to maybe. I've said too much. The... If you're lost, you can look and you will find me. Oh, barf. <laughs> of Internet Radio. My name is Mike and I'll be your host as we go time after time down the internet. Oh, come on. I'm joined as always by my good friends, Izzy Swan of all things, IzzySwan.com and Joel Crawford of the Missing Digit Woodshop. Hello. Hi, guys. Yeah. If you're lost, you can look and you will find me. We were listening to that before the show started, by the way. Was that, what is that, Cindy Lauper? Uh, no, we were listening to the remix. Oh, dear. Yeah. <sighs> Come on, baby. It's so <sighs> Yeah, girls just want to have fun, baby. Don't they? <laughs> yes. It'd be, yeah. it'd be better yeah. if they wanted to have that fun with my face. <sighs> I, don't, I don't know what that means. but Yeah. It's, gonna, it's exciting, whatever it is. Yeah, true. So, uh, guys, Mr. Crawford, uh, I know that we just talked like four days ago, but what you been up to? Oh, you know the things. Uh, so I we've been preparing for the Big Maker Meetup in Atlanta. So we got a number of things done. Very exciting stuff around here. Um, <clears throat> I have, no kidding, 25 pounds of sausage coming from Cincinnati okay. by way of, of Billy, uh, who's bringing it down. Congratulations, uh, Billy. Yeah. That's... He's, 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 he knows the burden. So, uh, so yeah, so, uh, getting things ready, getting food set up, uh, buying the things to fill the bar that I think we're making. Is that right? Izzy? Aren't we going to make a bar? Okay, sure. Maybe not. Maybe Why not? not? We well, building? you know what? That's fine. Oh, Izzy, Izzy dropped Izzy, out. Izzy dropped out a little bit. He hit hey, the wrong Izzy, button. we're building a bar for the. Uh, we're we're building a bar. Meetup? Yeah, yeah. They they really need to put those X's somewhere else. <laughs> the big red button. No, <laughs> like when you. I, I only have thirty seven pages open here. And I was trying to find the, the chat over on the YouTube so I can converse because that's kind of my job is to say uh -huh. hi and talk to everybody while you guys, you know, carry the show because that's what you guys do. And anyway, so I hit the wrong X. <clears throat> I'm back. I missed you guys. I, honestly, you? I didn't know that. I didn't know we had those jobs. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's self-assigned job. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah, Joel, uh, Joel, what so, do you do? <laughs> what do I do? I don't actually do anything. Oh, that's good I, I stand it. around. We, uh, no, this last, uh, this last week was actually, uh, like get a million things done. We fixed, uh, some water features on the property. We broke a dam and then we built a waterfall 
and uh, fixed a pool thing and all sorts of, you know, fun and exciting things around here. It's a weird, so the guys actually like, it's, it's a strange occurrence. So they, their main job is to assemble, finish, sand, all those things. And weirdly enough, uh, they can get a little monotonous. So they actually really enjoy what I'm like. Department of Redundancy Department? Exactly. So the, the, I'm, I'm like, Hey, we have a couple of projects and they're like, let's go at it. And I'm like, great. And they're like, as long as it's not raining. And I'm like, okay, that'll be July. So we've waited a long time to get a lot of these projects done around the property, but a lot of it's just, uh, we're a small business in a residential area and we have a house that has to maintain. So there is, um, we have to make sure the property itself looks good and there's, there's no hoe or anything. There's just, it's just a, it's just a thing. You don't want to be bad neighbors. So we're off kind of to the side and everything's good, but we, you know, literally like this week, we're going to be planting flowers as part of the work day because it's just okay. a thing. Well, it's just, it's, hey, you know, you, this is not you, what judging looks like, right? So, so it's, uh, it's a matter of, of making the place look respectable and not like a junkyard because businesses, you know, in order to get the stuff out the door, you know, you fling stuff this way and that, and you drop pallets here and you have piles of wood there. And it's very easy to get the place looking like trash very quickly. Well, I also happen to live here. So does my wife, child, you know, other things. So it's. And, and myself and Izzy. And soon, very soon. So we're going to have a bunch of people over the property and what? Be doing. You're going to put me and Mike in the trash. I, I don't, think said don't think so. But I only heard was. I'm well, open to options. About, uh, we talked about laying together in the tub. I'd like to uh, maybe maybe revisit it's, it's, that. His tub's not big enough, but the shower has got superpowers. Uh, the, power, the, the shower does have superpowers. But uh, I, I do have a septic tank that's big enough. We could talk about that again. Hmm. Yeah. Seems, seems a bit uh, passive aggressive on your part. I'm just, no, it's not at all. It just happens to be the right size. Uh, it can hold uh, several bodies. Is my understanding, I, not personal experience, mm. but uh, but yeah, the uh, the the show uh, must go on around here. So we've been we've been doing things like fixing electrical things. There's lots of outside electric, and there's you know inside stuff, and and getting the shop organized, and all the other big things. We've got a big wood deliveries in for the last couple of days, so it's been a it's been one of those crazy weeks but super productive it's it's the exact thing that i missed when i was working in like it and project management um that that sense of accomplishment and feeling so i, I don't yeah. i don't know what that means well right yeah no that's uh i i actually i'm, I'm excited i get to do some shopping when i come to your place you well old, you have an old tool for me to take I do. I do. <laughs> exactly uh, that. And uh that that should be uh that should be fun. I got to figure out how to get that into a sedan. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll work that out. Last time though, I did leave with a couple board foot of uh, curly maple. So, we have more. We have more scraps. Really? What yeah, what we didn't what we don't uh we don't burn and use for heat. We save and I have a whole we just call it the wood library. Anybody that stops by, I usually end up giving them a, a few, I give them a few feet of my wood. 
Yes. I actually, uh, you know, I, I don't like to take things from people, so I only grabbed like, like four sticks of it. Like it's not even enough to build anything. I, I got it home, but just sitting downstairs in my garage because there's not enough to do anything. Right. <laughs> so this year I'll, uh, I'll go, I'll go real crazy on you. I want you to go you crazy. Know, after I, gotta... I leave, I want you to look Izzy right in the face and be like, "Can you believe that fucking Larry?" <laughs> 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 so. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't do well with like free things. I don't know no? why. Well, it's just it's very unnatural. I, I I don't. People give me things and it makes me uncomfortable. So, like, especially well, because the first thing I was ever given was herpes, and you know, you never want to look at horse in the mouth. Yeah, but there's, those are so those many are, places we could go with that that we really shouldn't. Those are free. <laughs> you get you get you get you get all the helpings with those. Yeah, it's true. The uh, by yeah, the way, we you had give it to anyone you want. That's true. It's it's the gift <laughs> that yours? keeps on giving. Uh, by the way, uh, Steve and Brenton and uh, Al over at uh, uh, Fools with Tools podcast actually submitted a question to us, and they wanted to know because uh, because you know winter's here, we're getting into spring, but they asked if uh, if wearing pantyhose in the wood shop to help them stay warm was that okay. Um, only if they video it, send pictures and put it on the internet. I mean, the only time that really gets weird is if you go fishnet and then fishnet sort of, you know, that, that, that takes away the purpose of, you know, staying warm in my estimation. Right. I haven't worn either, so I'm not really sure. Although I do have compression pants, which are basically the male version of yoga pants. They were concerned the panties were too much though. No, no, I don't think that's true. All right. Fair with. enough. Yeah, I mean, it, I, well, I mean, Steve. Yeah, it depends on who. Alex, Alex could probably pull off panties and pantyhose very well because you know he colors his hair and right. He's got uh, he's got a very sort of defined look. Are we talking about half penny? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Al. So he's uh, and the beard makes him masculine enough. Steve's always got that uh, that stupid <laughs> hat on, <laughs> and you know he looks like That's he's compensating anyway. So. Yeah, no, I, I don't actually, I don't know if he always has that hat on. I've only seen one picture of him with it, but you know, I like to, I, make know, I, the, I picture, like to make I, verbal assault. Yeah, I could see that. I could, I could picture Alex in pantyhose and like a, you know, I don't know, Stevie Ray Vaughn cover album kind of thing going on. Maybe. The thing with, so I, at one point I'm going to meet, you know, Brett, Steve, and the other guy and, uh, <laughs> just kidding, <Alex. laughs> and they're going to beat you up. It's, well, see, yeah. that's the thing is I'm going to get one of two reactions. I'm either going to get punched in the mouth until the point where my teeth look like bloody chiclets just laid out all over the place. Um, or they're going to kiss me on the mouth or one might do one and one might do the other. So, you know, that's okay. Like, okay. Re- relax. You're, you're fine. You're it's a, be a you're, roller coaster of emotions. A, a you're, you're American and we already whooped their ass once. Sure. It, it'll be fine. <laughs> It'll yeah, be well, and you, guys, you know, you guys are they, assholes. But the thing is, he's a blacksmith. Joel, so those don't be a dick. Usually, oh, those sorry. guys are usually okay. sort of, you know, they're, they're usually hard worn most of the time. I don't. Yeah. They're usually worn hard. It's true, but uh, either way, I don't know. I think if he hits me in the face, I'd probably appreciate that more from those guys. But at any rate, Izzy, what have you been up to? Building the greenhouse. <laughs> You you're, appara- you're, you, you apparently you don't know the, how the radio thing works. You, you put all the chips on that one. Yeah, I don't think that well, hand delivered as as well as you thought. Well, no, I won't. Okay, so I'm I'm building a greenhouse that I'm. Uh, so the 
right. There's there's a neat concept behind it, and I'll share that with you guys because y'all are special. Even though the video has not come out yet, which I, you know, would normally Sorry, make, neither has this make you wait for the video. Actually, well, well, this, this will be out before the video. Well, unfortunately, this is a big project. So I am um, I'm diving into the the realm of exotic plants, and you know, when I say exotic plants, I mean mostly exotic vegetables. But I'm exotic doing a very they strip. No, exotic, like oh. they're rare and um, hard to find and different. So, so they don't strip. Okay. No. Different oh, thing. For, different yeah, thing. For, for instance, I'm growing some, I'm growing some neon or some atomic neon tom- tomato, grape tomatoes and some gal- dark galaxy tomatoes and highly colorful jalapenos black and yellow and all kinds of stuff so anyway the idea behind the greenhouse is i'm going to experiment this year it's going to be all about the salsa so this year it's going to be experimental salsas with different you know salsa ingredients different plants that are in that genre of garlic and onion and cilantros and um and peppers and tomatoes so anyway it's this year i'm doing some exotics of those and trying to make salsa out of it next year i'll pick another because, I mean, salsa really isn't a vegetable when you think about it. It's more like something you put, it's a dip. You put it on chips. So I like salsa. Wait a minute. You can't grow salsa? No, you can't just grow salsa. You have to just I, grow the stuff to put into it. That's bullshit. So anyway, this this year, the the greenhouse will be a salsa greenhouse. It's all about making exotic salsas. <laughs> exotic plants for salsas. Anyway, um, so... I started I out you like be working Mar- on trying to find a way to grow salsa. Like you like, plant salsa and salsa <laughs> grows. Right. That would be cool, but it's not going to happen. What, um, what exactly? Uh, yeah. Just hey, just have that defeatist a- attitude. That's why, the, sure. that's why the fools with tools guys are, are, are rocking it out right now because they what, don't say no. Well, hold on. He did say, exo- I, wanna, I want him to define what exotic is. Um, hybrid, no, typically one of the things that I would like to do in my life is create my own plant. Like some people, really? like Brad, yeah, like like Brad. Um, um, can't think of how I, I can think of it, but I can't pronounce his last name. He's the one that came up with the the heirloom um, atomic neon tomatoes. You know, he crossbred several different plants to get that plant. Wow! So he gets to name it. I yeah. might be able to help you. I in college, I I used a lot of plants. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this year I'm I'm working on um, doing some fun stuff with tomatoes and and um, garlic and. Um, we're going to throw some uh, carrots in there. We're going to make, um, I'm making, I'm growing black, they're black carrots and they're going to be, um, I'm going to pickle them before they go into the salsa and just try some different things. But anyway, that's what the greenhouse is about. The greenhouse started out like, I'm going to build this simple greenhouse. It's going to be a two day project and I'm going to be done and I'll be on to the next thing. Well, I, I said, well, then the word finial jumped into your head. I was like, maybe I ought to add, maybe I ought to add some, some of this and maybe i should do like race panels on the side and since i'm you know i'm a little bit embarrassed that i bought race panels rather than make them but it's like i I was thinking time i got you know i gotta do two or three videos a week and time wise this is you know it's funny that you mentioned time misty yeah so i um so anyway i just kept adding and adding and adding and adding and now it's got horribles and fancy corner braces and finial crests and crown i think they call them crowns you know like the fleur-de-lis crowns and i'm and i instead of just wrapping the whole thing in plastic i'm actually putting a, a clear corrugated roof on the top and then i started looking at all the different options for the siding i mean everything from glass to whatever and i ended up finding um 
shower curtains that are, you know, mildew resistant and UV safe and blah, blah, blah. And I, so I bought all these fancy shower curtains that I could stretch out and make really clear so you could see into it rather than have that frosty. I am so taking a shower in there. <laughs> you, you can't. You, you can't even <laughs> stop me. Um, so anyway, uh, so my two-day project is now, well, it's been raining the last couple of days, so all I did is a little bit of painting. But uh, my two-day project is probably going to end up being a four-day project altogether. And uh, as soon as we get some, I think the weather's going to break tomorrow, so we'll um, be building it again tomorrow. But By the way, uh, on that note, and if you have children, maybe mute it for about two minutes because I'm getting ready to lose my mind. But I moved to the south from upstate New York 20-plus years ago. The sun coming out shouldn't be a goddamn event. <laughs> this I am so over this goddamn rain. And I know people don't like the term goddamn. We've we've gone over this in a we've, couple we've of We've covered this. But the, it, it, it's too much. You you sir may it, damn the rain. It I am not I am not the Lord. <laughs> you may ask for its damnation. I may ask for its damnation. Dear Lord, all upon us. Or so, I don't know. I, I don't know how to pray. <sighs> But so, I'm okay. I'm okay with the rain and the cool weather. It can stay around as long as it wants. I summer, try summer, so hard to like you. Summer and, is almost here, and it's going to get miserable. And I'm going to be prisoned up in a shop with air conditioning. I hate the heat. Why? Because it sucks. I like the. It, I like the way it makes the balls feel. I'm just going to say it. I don't really plan my life around the way my balls feel, but. Oh. Um, it's just, you know, it's the right amount of sweaty and, and interesting. Yeah. It's just, it's, I'm ready for it is all. Because right now it's not sweaty, it's moist. Although, that, that being said, I did get some Mongolian mammoths that I would really like to get a lot of sun on this year because they're freaking fantastic. So I think we need to have a contest. Um, somebody, one of our 19 listeners, because I think we're up to that many now, um, needs to come up with what you would grow and the name for it. So, you know, because it, it, it can't be like Izzy's Azaleas because that's terrible. And if you thought of that, you should be shot. But some, I think that our listeners need to decide <laughs> what it is that you're going to make and then give us the name for it. How did you crap on that? That was amazing. Really? Because that popped into my head and I was embarrassed that it was in there. It, I said it out loud so that it, I could get it out of my head so that <laughs> I, could, I could move past it. I think you just won your own contest. I wanted to feel the shame. <laughs> Yeah, is an azalea even a thing? I don't even know. I just, I got yeah, it is today. It's a f- nice flower. Is um, it? Mm-hmm. Okay, well that's that's yeah. the contest for our listeners. You have until fifteen minutes after you hear this. Send us a message or post in our group on Facebook. By the way, if you're not a member of our group on Facebook, go to uh, We Like to Make Stuff. Uh, add something and answer one of the questions. Um, I don't know what they say anymore because we change them every hour, but. Uh, Say that you heard us on the podcast or else we'll deny your entry because we're very picky about who we let in. I'm 100% sure that's not true, but yeah. Get, Actually, go, I was going to tell everybody, I was going to tell everybody not to, uh, to tell their friends about us because we're about to do an amazing giveaway. Not, not true. this show, but it's, but, but very, very, very soon. We have an that amazing, uh, new kind of sponsored giveaway thing that we're mm-hmm. working with some folks. Uh, a very reputable brand that you will know. And uh, it adds interest to all the right places. It does. So yeah. we're very excited by that. So, well, that is uh, Izzy. That's, um, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Actually, uh, if it wasn't raining constantly, I'd probably drive down there to help you finish it. 
because getting wrapped up in shower curtains with you sounds like a pretty cool thing. It's Tuesday. Is it? Yeah. No. Oh. So, uh, so, and we'll be together all soon. Are we, we're doing a, a live show when we get down to Georgia, right? Yeah. Yeah. We are. We'll do, yeah, we'll do a live show. <laughs> and then... broadcast, we'll broadcast that one on uh, Facebook Live, YouTube, and I don't know, does Instagram do video now? Sure. Yeah, we'll we'll set up oh, no. three different computers and just do three different angles <laughs> for no we'll, reason. We'll just yeah. <laughs> one of them one of them has to be from the floor up, so it just sees a bunch of knees kneecaps talking to each other. I don't mind that. Yeah, that'll be uh that'll be Facebook Live, I think. Yeah. So the uh yeah so we've got the we've got the event. Anybody that is certainly welcome to come uh, that listens to us. Well, if you do come because you listen to us, we'll expect certain things from you, mainly that you took your medication that day. No, so, please don't. <clears throat> no, go back up. So, yes. Do not and take then, your medication. Uh, I know Lauren is coming. She's already guaranteed that she'll be here. She's one of our number one fans. Yes. I'm, well, I'm excited by that. She's, she's, one of, she's one of Izzy's number one fans. The rest <laughs> That's of them right. Just get, just get sort of the, uh, the secondary swag. I'm pretty sure that's pretty much with everybody, guys. Just saying. Damn it, Izzy. Let me have my moment. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. No, um, I, I, I wanted to, before, before we get too far into our discussion, I wanted to remind everybody that on Tuesday, I am buying two goats that pass out when you scare them, and I'm naming them Mike and Joel. So feel free to come over and scare the shit out of my goats anytime you want. Hey, Izzy, what did you I name your ducks? Mike and Joel. <laughs> Are you just going to get like, are you going to be like the Noah and everything's name? I got two zebras today. What's no, their name? No, Mike the, um, Mike the chickens, the chickens are named poly, six of them named or five of them named polychronopolis. Um, one of the leghorns is named Steve. And then nine of the Americanas are named Steve. And then, um, we have a Gary. <laughs> can you can you name then, can you name and, one Alan? Just... And then the ducks. No, the, the Alan's for the, the Alan's for the um the miniature pig that we get and, and we're getting in a couple weeks. Mm. Nice. Yeah, uh, excellent excellent work there on the naming scheme. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. You, if you say Steve, you're you have a a sixty percent chance of being right. So I figure that's, that's just easy. It's a good fighting chance. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna basically go ahead and. Uh, test the theory of like you know would you rather have be attacked by one giant horse or that that looks like a duck or a tiny horses you know the whole the whole bit so you're just going to have like would you like to be attacked by a large you, steve right would you or, like to be or a thousand tiny right. steves right right so so that's yeah. that's fine but just we're spending a lot of time with our chickens and ducks so they'll be pretty tame the goats, I don't want them to be tame. I'm, you know, I'm like, you can't think, pet these guys. I think you should try to have um, Mike and Joel have sex and see if the goat that is born does podcasting. <laughs> um, that won't be possible because <laughs> like both Mike and Joel are girls. Oh, well, there's that. Sorry. Okay. Well, it's, two, I mean, it's I 2019. Know. We're good yeah, with that's that. A, hashtag me too. That's still yeah. a thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's, um, I think that you should do that. Cause I want to see if it goes, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so, How was the well, podcast? Yeah. Not mad. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. right. Well, we'll have to get the, we'll have to get the goats on live one of the podcasts and I'll scare them to death. So they can well, that's not, the funny, the thing is, is it, you don't have to scare it. You just have to kind of go near it. 
I think they live in a state of perpetual fear from what I can see in the videos online. Uh, you have to, at first, once they get comfortable around a property, you have to scare them from what <laughs> I've been told. You have to sneak up to them. Like, like you, you, that's the cruelest thing in the world. I'm not saying it's, it's, it's not bad for them because obviously the genetic No, disorder, no, I, I did a like, lot of research on that to make sure that it was not detrimental to them because the last thing in the world I want to do is hurt an animal. Right, but, but you just, you, you're making a hobby of sneaking up on people and saying, it's scary. Yeah, scary. <laughs> Goats. Yeah, I, my, video, my video production may go way down on all I'm saying. <laughs> What's Izzy doing? Uh, he's out scaring the goats. No. <laughs> so, well, he's, he's practicing. One, one video will get a lot of views. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> one will. It, it won't be monetized, but, the, but oh, that'll probably be the end. Izzy, I have a great idea. Why don't you put a little counterweight on it so that you build a little vest form so as soon as they tip over, a little arm comes out? And keeps them supported. You know, like it's it's a it's a, a you, you need to make a drill powered goat reset. Or <laughs> goat reset. As soon button. as the goat falls down, you pull on a trigger <laughs> on the drill and it, and it just sits him back up. It's awesome. Oh, he's thinking about it too. He's like he's, mm-hmm. he is too. He's like, Yeah, I can use Baltic perch plywood and there's a I do have a I do have a drill powered build for the goats in mind, but not what you're thinking. Does it involve breeding Mike and Joel? Or no, no, it does not. <laughs> well, this is why I don't have a YouTube channel, right? <laughs> I'll let the the cat if I let the cat out of the bag. Oh, I can. I'm thinking about building don't, a drill don't powered. Just don't save I'm it. Jack don't. in the box. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh. drill powered Jack in the box for the goats because when it jumps up, it scares them and they fall over. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that'll be the end of your YouTube channel. I, I want to please do that, but make sure we're all there because I want to be in the finale video. It's not, it won't be the end of my YouTube channel. There's lots of fainting goat videos on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. The very few of them are in, in a Jack in the Box. There aren't any with a Jack in the Box, which is sure. awesome. By the way, you don't have to build that. You can just make a mini Jack in the Box because I can do uh, video editing. So we just put the Jack in the Box on a green screen and we can do all that and then tell people I... we faked it. It's it, that's too much work. I'm just going to make it. It's easier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, you know, I, we were going to talk about time uh, tonight, and uh, basically, do we still have the time? And uh, and I don't think that building a jack in the box is a waste of time if you're going to put goats in it. No, I mean if it's for scaring goats, it's a great it's a great aspiration. Yeah, I don't I don't hate that idea at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, Joel, the uh, the the topic idea tonight of time was yours. I, yes. I'm assuming that. Uh, so we we often talk about assuming that that you have a a purpose i love this topic by the way everybody's gonna be snoring by the end of this by the end no 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 it's it's not a but it it comes from kind of a professional side because we get a lot of questions and i know you guys get hit up on like what to charge for things because we do a lot of custom work yeah i don't do i get i get you you get you don't get is it is it really only three inches right that's that's pretty much the yeah, that's the... Uh, weirdly the, enough, I get those same questions about you, too. Is it really? Hey. I'm like, I don't know, man. That's... Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> so the... Uh, it is. No, so the, 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 the answer to those questions are, is how valuable is your time, you know, to, to you in making something? And how much are you going to charge somebody for doing a job? Because oftentimes the mission... Material cost are, you know, 
it doesn't approach what how much time and energy you spend on something so there's a lot of things that go into you know how we perceive what we what value we get for something and a lot of times uh people underestimate uh the one thing that they never will have anything more of uh and have spent a lifetime getting the information for and using up to do so i thought it would be a fun conversation about talking about how important time really is and i'm not talking about time management because that's a whole nother thing i'm talking literal seconds especially because today was the day for the co- uh, the clock flip so Stupid rich golf players are those yes you, i don't know i don't know i thought it was to save like daylight and stuff from factories and no, parking lots it's and all things. about golf it's because rich guys want to play golf a little later sure so uh just ask gary he'll tell you so uh so anyway so uh so let's talk a little bit about time you know i we've we had a uh show on this uh, it was a while ago at this point um by the way we're on episode 90 for those uh, we are we've actually uh for those of you that are statistic hounds um we actually crossed over uh before we went online uh, tonight we we hit a hundred thousand and seventy two total downloads for our show. Oh my God, what are these people doing with their time? That's so, exactly <laughs> my point. Now I will say that the majority of the people that listen to this are doing other things oh. with their time while they're listening. All nineteen people, and that makes me feel better. But yeah, we got a hundred thousand seventy two downloads total. So with with over an hour an episode, that is a massive amount of waste. Oh, I didn't think about that. Jesus. Yeah. It's like millions of hours. <laughs> millions of man hours. Jesus. <laughs> There's a lot going so, on there. So, so yeah. yeah so, I, I, well, one of the things that I realized, and I, I, if I've said this before, I don't care because we have another hour to fill here. Um, but I had, a, I had a meeting. or It wasn't really a meeting. It was a lunch where uh, many of my family members are disgustingly wealthy. And... Um, there was a couple of them that were having meetings with friends who are also disgustingly wealthy. And one of the things I noticed about being in a room with these folks is that their relationship with time is much different than mine. And they, first of all, they actually have a relationship with time. The, the time they spend, they're trading for something. And that, that trade is valuable to them. Um, where I'm happy to piss away two hours doing absolutely nothing and, and not think anything about it, but that's, um, these guys were basically, they, their schedules were, you know, I'm doing X, Y, Z. And there was, you know, there was some level of return on everything they were doing. And this was like, and these weren't meetings. This was just like guys meeting. So, I mean, the, the way they spent their time was very interesting. And it was, um, and when I'm around them, I notice it constantly. I noticed it when I was much younger. And then I, I keep seeing it as, as uh, you know, when I get around them. So it's, it's, it's very interesting to watch to see these people like have conversations about things because they're not wasting time. Now, most of these people are miserable human beings. So, you know, they've, they've traded off time for something that doesn't bring them any real joy. Um, and that's me judging a little bit because I'm an asshole, but, uh, it, the, the way they spend that time is very interesting because there is some level of return. And, you know, I, I don't think that, I mean, most of the people I know, don't necessarily have that, like especially the guys like to do what we do. A lot of them makers and whatnot, they like to tinker for tinkering's sake. You know, there doesn't necessarily 
the return doesn't have to be monetary. It's it's just a you know, hey, I've got a toy I want to play with, kind of thing. So they're they're more they're they're spending time on things that aren't necessarily going to give them a monetary reward, just sort of a outlet for creativity. So yeah, it's just a very interesting. I it's very interesting the different worlds that I've sort of experienced being around people that are hyper business focused. That you know the 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 time is an investment and that investment has to have a return seeing people who are creative where, you know, the way they spend their time is, is on creativity doesn't necessarily have to have a return because the creativity is its own return. I mean, it's very, very different the way people approach those things. And I'm interested to see like when you guys sit down and block off, say, Hey, I'm, you know, Wednesday at five o'clock, I have to do four hours of work on X. You know, do you ever get that granular with, what you have coming up or do you just kind of, you know, what is your relationship with time? Basically. Joel, you go first. So I think, so I, I, my, my choice in how I live my life is that I work hard and I play hard and I, I don't have, uh, I don't have any particular rules. So working for myself, uh, means that I work very hard to get the money that I get. Everything is on my shoulders to do. So that means also that, that I should be doing it well enough that I can also play at the same level. So when it's time to have a vacation or when it's time to go out with friends or, you know, whatever that is, there has to be some equality on those two things for me to not go completely insane. So I feel the same way about time too. If there's time spent at the shop or doing something, then I'll do the same thing, uh, which is a lot, by the way, I probably work 60, 70 hours a week, um, at any, any point in time. Um, but that's also, I do about, you know, the same amount of time for playing around too. So it's, it's, uh, it's worth it to me to spend that time. Uh, because if I don't, then I'm going to go crazy. But when my, probably I'm most aware of time is when other people are asking me for it because they're asking me to have their priority as my priority. And sometimes that equates to friends or family and I'm, I'm doing something as a favor and that's fine. Uh, but most of the time it happens to do with customers and then it becomes a matter of how much is my resource worth to me. And it, it depends on the project and the, the timelines and things like that. But, but in general, it, you have to think about like, it's literally the one resource you have. You have no others that are as solid as time is. And it is always kicking down and it is always on the move. And it's nothing that you can get any more of. And it's one of those things that I think people are like, ah, it's just, you know, I, I have this, I'm just starting off woodworking or whatever I am doing. And I don't, I don't, I don't feel I have the right to charge for these 10 or 15 hours like, uh, somebody that's a master and that may be true, but if you give a good project at the end, even if it took you twice the amount of time to do, 
your time is still worth more than you're likely charging for. So I, I want, I want people to be, I want, uh, not to undervalue time. There were a couple of uh, questions on a particular table that was asked, like, what would you charge for this? And I gave an answer that was, uh, in line with some much higher than others. And I thought, because we all know the relative costs for the thing, it's not particularly hard, but I'm, I think I value my time a little bit more because here's how I look at it. If I'm taking on this project, it means I'm sacrificing that playtime I was just talking about because I have other things to do that are, that are concrete. We all do. We all have to pay bills and, and do the work things. And if we're doing these things, uh, because we have a love for them and we have a skill for them, um, don't ever let that, I don't ever let that fulfill the, the, the loss of time. That's great. And that's good that you care about what you do and that you're passionate about it. And, but if somebody else is asking you to do something, especially something that's not, uh, your style or, or it's a custom order or something like that, then there is, it is definitely important that you look at your time as a way more valuable resource than any material is. So a lot of people base their things off of material when in fact they should be basing things off of the time that they use to put whatever item it is together. See, I, I, for me, like what I need, I, I, you know, this, I no secret that I don't charge money for the things I build. I just kind of build them when I do charge. I hate myself, but the, um, for me, I actually, the amount I will charge for something I do, I actually think of the time I've spent doing it before. I mean, it's, you know, the amount of time I've invested in that particular skill or sure. trade or idea directly will determine what I will charge you if I need to charge you for something. So if I'm, if I consider myself a novice to something or I'm trying something I hadn't done before, I'm, I'm a lot more inclined to go very cheap on that, even though it's probably more challenging and will take more time. Um, more so because the investment, um, you're basically paying me to play at that point where, you know, and that should probably be the inverse. You know, if I'm, if I'm trying something out and it's going to take me a shit ton of time to do it, I should probably try to get more money for that. But, um, I prefer to say, Hey, I, you know, I'll, I'll do this for X because it gives me the opportunity to kind of play and, and, you know, do it and then figure it out. That way I can beat the next guy over the head, you know, if that were the case. So I don't know. Do you guys, you guys, how do you guys consider like, stuff you don't consider yourself to be experts in you know do you do you find yourself wanting to do that for less because you're afraid of the finished product or you just want to be able to play around a little bit i don't hire myself out for things that i'm not really good at period um so i mean it's not a <clears throat> it's not a uh, something i would run into um so i don't know how joel would handle that I, you know, it's um, generally, I try to stay on my, stay in my wheelhouse. If it's something important, if it's somebody that's coming up to me and say, Hey, Joel, do you think you could do a thing like this? It'd be cool if you could. And I'd be like, how important is it to you? And they're like, well, it's a great idea. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, it is. It's cool. And it's something that's, I'm not really, you know, it's not my thing, but I'll give it a shot. And if, if they have that understanding then I'm, you know, I'm cool with it. Um, but if, if it's, if it's something like, I'm making an urn for somebody and I don't feel good, you know, you know, with 
with like screwing up somebody's urn, uh, I may not take that job because that seems like one of those important things. You know what I mean? Like, like I wouldn't like if somebody said, "Hey, Joel, have you ever built a bicycle for six? I've been like, "No, I haven't. I have no expertise in that at all." But damn it, if I wouldn't give that a go, sure, sure. Even though you might kill a family, even of though six. I might kill a family of six, the urn seems more important at this moment. I don't know how to describe that. Well, wow. so Izzy, you don't, you won't, uh, you won't take on a project. You're not a hundred percent. Like you have to be a hundred percent confident in something before you say, Hey, I'm, I'm going to do this thing. Yeah. But that being said, there's not a whole lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, not confident at in, in, in the realm that I play in. So, mm -hmm. um, but you know, I, this is a tough one guys, because I see it from across the board. If you start looking at time and you value your experience, you value the time of the, you know, the time that and effort that you have to put into a project and you're selling that project, then equate, you are selling your time. Um, <clears throat> I learned a long, long time ago, not to, not to sell my time for money. Um, in, in that regard, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, experience is a lot more valuable to most, if you're looking to make good money, experience is more valuable. Um, so if you're like just starting out in woodworking and you're listening to us talk, please don't go out and start trying to sell yourself at 150 bucks an hour. You're going to go hungry. Unless somebody will pay it. No, yeah. but that's, you're not, you're not going to find that. But they're, uh, you they're, know, they're going to be a little pissed off when you deliver a pallet wood planter. <laughs> right and you're charging actually people these days aren't yeah it's and, and you and you're you know right and you're you're trying to make 650 bucks on it um hmm time's a fun one for me I, everything i have a very intimate relationship with time the way the way i function internally is it basically revolves around it very very specifically for instance i won't if i had a job that I went to every day, I would never live more than five, 10 minutes away from it. I would not drive a half an hour a day to my job. The way I look at it, like let's say if I, let's say it's 10 minutes away, you drive 10 minutes away, one way, 10 minutes back. Okay. That's 20 minutes a day. There's 260 working days in a year. You multiply that times 20 minutes. You're getting up there guys. By the time, you know, by the time you end up, I'm going about, to kill myself right here so, in this podcast. No, my I mean, listen, is, all right. my commute is 50 minutes to an hour in one direction every day. All right. So 260 days, 260 working days a year times 20 minutes is do, don't do the math. That, that, is 5,000, 5,200 minutes times 20 years. Let's say it's what you do it for 20 years. That's a hundred right. ankles hanging from the ceiling. Right. A hundred. <laughs> that is a hundred and hundred and four thousand minutes divided by 60 minutes equals 1,733 hours worth of driving time, straight ass driving time. That's nearly a working year at 2000 hours is a working year. So you spent in 20 years, you spent an entire year of that driving back and forth to work. If you live where's 10 minutes rope? away, honey, where's the if, if you live 10 minutes away from work now, this is, I'm going to talk, I'm going to explain the power the of this. Guinea pigs. By any chance? <laughs> is no one listening? <laughs> this is the power of this um and i gave gary gary was here we were talking about this if it takes you three minutes to make your bed you make your bed every day every day for your life you are literally spending a year making your bed of 40 hour work weeks a year i don't make my bed 
Um, and I used that excuse with my mother. It didn't work. I got slapped in the head. So anyway, this is, but here's the thing. I'm not uh, that three minutes every day that I don't spend making my bed. It's not like I spend it any more valuable anywhere else. I I'll sit here and pick my nose and drink coffee for 20 minutes in the morning before I get started. But it's the, I'm spending it the way I want to and not how I have to. See what I'm saying? I don't have to make my bed if I don't want to. That's the funny part is people always bitch that they don't have enough time, but then if you give them time, they don't do anything with it. Like, yeah. So one of the things that makes me the goddamn craziest in the world is if it's Friday and you're at work and you're talking about how great it is that it's Friday and I go, well, what are your plans this weekend? And you don't have any. That's, I want to, I want to, punt kittens into your face like it that makes me friggin insane like oh yeah it's friday i love that it's friday oh big plans this weekend no 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 and so so basically just not working is enough for you is, is essentially you have no plans you're not making plans no i'm gonna sit and no, i'm gonna sit on my couch and watch netflix all weekend okay uh, i'm glad you know it, and that'll be the same person all week that's like i just don't have enough time you know i want to learn spanish but i can't you know, I don't have enough time <laughs> or yeah, you know, some other yeah. bullshit. Like that's always the same person, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, and you know, this is one of the reasons you don't want to work in an office, is he? Cause you'd be around. I, I couldn't, I would never be able to work in an office. It'd be it, next broken, like chicken. It wouldn't everywhere. pan out. It wouldn't pan out. It's all I can do to spend two or three weeks of doing, in, a, on a, in a consulting job where I'm in an office while I'm doing that. And then by the end of it, I'm going batshit crazy. The funny part is, is me, like I work like an animal. Like I don't sitting around, like if there's stuff to do, like I, I, I not moving makes me insane. If you watch this podcast on YouTube, I, I, cause I've, I've, I watched one the other day playing it back. It was the, uh, the shitty audio one that we did. I was trying to figure out what the problem was. I don't sit still for more than two seconds on this goddamn show. Like it makes me crazy. I can't imagine what other people look at. Cause I, it's just, I'm constantly doing this. Like, it's just like, like there's a target on me. And someone's trying to shoot me in the face. <laughs> I, I just don't right like when, when we were at Izzy's and you know, we were working that I, I never stop. Like, I just can't, like, I don't. So I like that. I, I, I think we stopped to eat and you were about to leave right then. And that's, yeah, that's I was about still, a, I was eating while I was putting that drill press together. I was eating on the drill press. Table. You were eating. Yeah, that's true. That's Izzy, awesome. Actually, I was, I was pretty sure that Izzy was going to shoot me at one point when we were, when we were building that workbench. Cause he's like, uh, he's like, Hey man, I'm going to, I'm like, well, let's just cut this real quick. So I'll have something to do while you're doing that. He's like, I can go inside and see the kids for a minute. And I was like, all right, well, can you run the CNC real quick so I can build this while you're doing that? And he was like, I was waiting for him to be like, don't you have to go? (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it time for you to go home? Like that's yeah. I just don't. uh, So yeah, that when people tell me that they don't, I don't have enough time. Like eh, you could make time. Well, now we're talking about time management. We're not talking about, you know, we're into a whole different right. world there. Right, is that but, different though? Is it, time it, absolutely. Different than having relationship with time? Absolutely. Well, it's yes. Because I'm a terrible, I am a terrible time manager. I suck at it because I treat, uh, I don't know. I, like if you know that I like you, if I spend time with you, you a hundred percent. I like you because if I don't like you, I will not, I just won't do it. I will not spend time around you. (laughs) If you ever walk up to me and say, Hey, Izzy, how's it going? And I say, good, man, take care and walk away. I, it means I don't like you. (laughs) 
I think that's kind of a universal, though, Izzy. I don't think you have the uh, market cornered on that move. <laughs> oh, I don't know. There's a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people will put up with a lot before they'll step away from a situation. I don't. I don't have that. I, I don't have that problem. I don't. Yeah, I don't have that device. <laughs> I can't imagine you would, Mike. So <laughs> I have. I have the opposite problem. All right. I go, so I, I'll look you right in the face and be like, "Are we just going to stand here talking?" Because so, yeah, <laughs> I'd really like to choke you unconscious right now. <laughs> So we're getting way off track here, but as far as like valuing your time and we're talking, maybe getting into the point, like how do you put a monetary amount on your time? First of all, that's huge. That's a multifaceted thing. And then you're, everybody's in different markets. If you, you know, you're in a particular area that's a, a has, um, doesn't have the same market. Like if you're trying to sell, I don't know if you're trying to sell a rustic dresser in upper Michigan for $6,000, it's never going to happen. But if you're in New York or big sky, Montana, or in, or Cody, Wyoming, there's a really good chance of it if as long as it's a quality piece of furniture. Um, so, you know, it, there's a whole multifaceted, weird world of how to value your time or how to place a monetary amount on it. Um, so this is one of those things we can't we can't cover this in, a, in an hour conversation. No, it's not. It's, we don't it's, have to last an hour. It's it's right. more it's more about it's more about understanding your worth. Uh, because, because this is, this should be a key component, obviously knowledge, wisdom, all those things, but the raw time that goes into it, you know, it's, it's the, it's the idea that you've spent your lifetime devoted to a thing, or you've spent a number of years devoted to a well, thing. We're in a unique situation. The three of us have been doing what we do for a long time. We've deserved, we've developed a serious set of skills that we can Again, use don't remind in the world. I can. I can go to a company and I can, I can justifiably say, I want, you know, 10 grand a week to do this particular task because I'm worth that. Yes. You know, but you know, a 22 year old who with a, with, even with a college education, who doesn't have the experience that I have, can't go in and command that. You know, I had, I, I had a moment. I'll so tell you. So that becomes a, that becomes the finer point of how do you value your time? If we're talking about putting a monetary amount on it. My time, uh, time is not just time it, us itself. It's a number of things. If you're going to value, if you're going to value your time it, with a monetary side, that makes sense. Let me, t- let me tell you a great example of that. So I'm sitting there and, and my wife gets, uh, uh, an email from my daughter with a, um, employment contract, right. Kind of stipulating all the things that our employer for, and she's going to work for a company that, um, does lawn maintenance. So she's going to do some inside sales basically is, is the job. They don't call it inside sales, but it's inside sales. This is the daughter that made you a grandfather, right? Yes. Okay. Just, I want, right. Just remember that. And so she, thanks. It's Cause you thanks a lot. called a grandfather. Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, I do <laughs> a lot. Thanks. I, um, so anyway, so she's, to be she's real. She's going out there and they accepted her and they gave her X number of dollars, uh, a week and their week, they work on a Saturday too, because sales, right. Trying to mm-hmm. catch people and, and people that are inquiring about services and they're going to pay her a, an amount. And then she gets a commission on, on those sales that she acquires, which is in general, when I was doing outside sales or inside sales, it's, that's not horrible that you actually get a set kind of stipend salary and your commission oftentimes those jobs are just commission based only if you don't sell anything that week you don't eat so uh 
so she's starting off at this job and I'm looking at it. And so I, in the quickly in my head, I do the math on these things and I go, and I look at Margo. I said, this is the shittiest job I've ever seen. Right. <laughs> right. I'm looking at the paperwork. Still, I'm looking, you're still I'm, pissed off about the whole grandpa thing. No, 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 no. It's, it's cool. No, I, and, but it took me a second to go, Oh, yeah. So these numbers are not numbers I'm used to anymore. I have surpassed entry level like sales and things like that. I am. That is not my jam anymore. I have, I've come around to a, a different set of, uh, offerings to off, offer an employer. So I, uh, I look at my, and I finally look at Margo and I said, well, this is crappy. And she says, yeah, a little bit. And I said, but that's okay because crappy's where she's going to need to start. Like just the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, it's funny the way, uh, the, we'll say kids these days look at money because so, uh, my oldest daughter, she works now and she's her first full year of employment. So she got a tax refund this year. And, you know, I told her, I was like, I mean, I have to pay like $7 million or something because Republicans, but <laughs> moving on, <laughs> but, um, so, uh, she's getting a refund this year. And I told her, I was like, Hey honey, um, talk to the accountant. You're getting like a $500 refund. And like the world stopped spinning for just a moment for her. She was like, I, did, huh? <laughs> I was like, yeah. And then, then I told her, like, I, I told her the actual numbers, like say $560 and that extra 60 bucks changed things somehow. Right. Like it wasn't like 500 was a lot of money, but, but 560, now it's 560. That's a different hey, ball. Game. That's nearly 10%. That's like 8% increase. Yeah. That, that is a different ball. Like for me, if you, if I got a $560 refund, I'm still a Democrat. Right. Like <laughs> you're not, you're not converting me over that one. Right. Like that's, I'm, I'm willing to be a Republican for the right refund at this point, but no, I'm still for a $560 refund. I am still, I might go independent, but I am still a Democrat for that. Refund. And for her 500 to 560, that's like a different lifestyle for her. Yeah. That's just, uh, so yeah, it's kind of funny the way that, you know, kids look at money compared to the way we look at money. It's well, it's, it's, I had to rethink, like I had to step back for a second and like, this is her, one of her first jobs and she's had some others and she's done internships and she, she's not, she's not, she's a bright kid. I mean, she is. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's, she may do very well in this position. And if she does, then she'll get those 5% on commissions or six or 7% on commissions and which will be healthy doses of income. And that's great. But it was, I looked at those numbers because I'm in a whole different place, right? Because, because, <laughs> yes. because I've put my time in, I've yeah. done the jobs that I need to you do to get the $60 on router bits. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, 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 like there are several small people could have live off of my, the money that I spend out every month on, <laughs> on just expenses alone. And I'm not talking frivolous expenses. I'm talking about expenses just to run the business. Oh yeah. Um, so it's, 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 uh, it's, it's one of those funny things. We, we look at time and we go, uh, am I worth this? And you should be asking yourself those questions. There, there are things that you do that, that I think people often undervalue their, their time for. I was quoted, uh, uh, I was working with somebody who said, 
Um, I, and I, I, I literally said to them, I said, I wanted to get a website built and this was a couple of years ago. And I said, I want somebody that I can depend on to do these things and get this done. It was very nice. And, and they gave me a price and I said, well, that's really reasonable. Why don't we make that more? And here's my philosophy is even though I'm the one paying for it, the truth of the matter is I want somebody on my team that wants to be there. Mm -hmm. So when I call them up and have a job for them to do, it is not, I want them to look at it as a, I'm earning what I'm worth and B, I have a vested interest in continuing this relationship. I want it to be better than just like, oh, I made a bad deal and I'm going to live through this and I'm going to give it the half-hearted commitment that I'm going to give it, but end up walking away from it eventually because it's not what I'm worth. So I, in, in, I, I, it's not uncommon for me to do that saying that's an amazing price for me. Let's change it because I think you're worth more than that because I need you to be positive and excited to be part of this project because, because I, I honestly, I do. And I know it sounds insane. Uh, maybe I'm not the best with the bottom line, but the truth of the matter is I want people that are there committed to and, and feel rewarded for the job that they're doing. And sometimes I think people do underappreciate their abilities. And that's has everything to do with time. You've already put in all this time to learn these, these skill sets. And I want to make sure that you're taken care of because the truth of the matter is if you find out in a month and two weeks and four months that you're not happy at this, even though you've dedicated all that time and because you didn't quote something right, because you didn't value your time, then all of a sudden I get the, the brunt of that. Mm. And while I may saved a little bit up front the end result is in the next month or so i'm going to be looking for a new person the the you know it's funny how stubborn people get around the whole money thing there's a so one of my good friends um wife does teaching um not not in like a school but sort of like private tutoring or whatever she works for a company this and anything um wanted asked for a dollar uh like a dollar 50 an hour raise they're willing to give her 50 cents but they wouldn't give her the dollar right and, you know, 40 hours a week, $120 a month. You know what I mean? It's basically. Yeah. So, so we're having a conversation about it. And I, I, I finally say, I'm like, are you willing to leave this job for $120 a month? Are they willing to let you leave for $120 a month? Um, you know, you, cause now you're, now you're having this for, you know, what does $40 a week move the needle? Right. I mean, is that, cause that's what we're talking about at this point. Um, she, they, the employer said, no, she left, went to work for another company that was offering that the employer's business, like the whole bunch of people were going to that tutoring just for this particular teacher. So they lose all these people all of a sudden, right? So their bottom line is impacted over $120 a month. And it's like, then they end up hiring her back, giving her a $2 an hour raise, um, to, you know, because they, they want to try and recapture these uh, customers of theirs. So it's just like, how stubborn, like you did all of this for $120 a month. It doesn't seem like a lot of difference to me, but like people get really sort of ingrained in, you know, quote unquote worth. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, is it really worth 
uprooting everything, going through all that, you know, but from both sides, from the employee side and from the employer side, you know, to, to say, Hey, I'm going to, you know, change the, the experience my customers have over a dollar. I mean, every hour is a dollar. I mean, that's just, and their margins aren't that tight. I mean, they charge a lot of money for what they do. So it's sure. just kind of ridiculous. Well, if you, if you look at, if you look at businesses, they're, they're starting, the better businesses are, are starting to catch up with the idea that, that time equals, equals money mm-hmm. for people because you only have the one life and you have kids and you want to spend as much time as you can away from work as you do with accomplishing the good things that you're going to be accomplishing at work. Um, for, for the vast majority of us. And I believe that, I believe that time that you put into these things, I'm asking for 40 hours every week of, of my folks, and I want them to be happy here. So we take care of those things to make sure that they're happy. But I also want them to be here because I want the, I want them to be here. Like they're not going to do their job well unless they want to be here. Like if they have, if they go in, because this is what the only thing they can do. And I've always told my wife, I said, whatever we need to do to get, you know, pay bills, I'll go out and dig ditches. No problem. I'll be the best dig ditch digger that you're gonna, you're gonna find. And that's great. And I'll do that, but I'll still be looking for a job that I'm better suited for. Uh, although I've never dug ditches for a living, I could be really well suited for that. Um, but, you but it's, oh no. right. But, but the, the truth of the matter is I have, I have only so much time and I have obligations and I have to pay those bills to make sure that my obligations are met and I'm going to do it the best way I can. I also want to be happy while I'm doing it because again, if, if I'm working for me, then I have to enjoy what I do to make sure things run well. That's part of not to get too far off, but it's part of being a good manager is making sure that the people that are working for you enjoy the fact that they're working for you. Like it's, you can't just go to a job. It doesn't work that way anymore. The world has changed. It's moved beyond clocking in at at eight o'clock in the morning and can't wait till lunch and can't wait till the time you're gone. Uh, because people, those type of jobs anymore, nobody, there's enough people out there and there's less jobs. And so those, those jobs end up disappearing more than ever. And well, so the funny part is, is that the, the people that they've actually like all the things that we know about that is wrong anyway. Like there's a couple of companies I've actually, I saw a, a sort of an expose on one, but then I saw another one. Um, there's a couple of companies that, that have done this now. They're not, you know, small companies, bigger, bigger companies, but they have their employees. So they pay them, they work 32 hours. They pay them for 40. So they have sort of a flexible schedule. Sure. If you want to take Fridays off, you can. Um, you can work the 32 hours however you want. They, they made it optional. So if you want to work the, you know, plenty of people in their sales force still show up and work 40 hours, right? But a lot of other folks have used the flexibility for a lot of things. So they did this for a few months and they, their productivity actually went up. Because what they found was that the people that were working, that they, they were happier, they felt more invested in the company, right? So it was, even though they're, they're quote unquote, working less hours, when they're at work, they feel a responsibility to actually get the work done because they're there less. So they're not hanging out at the water cooler, you know, taking a two hour shit after lunch. You know, they're not, they're not doing all those things. They're actually, when they're at work, they've got to get the job done. 
So in working less, they're more productive. Right. Figure, figure that out. And the right. company still pays them to for the full hours, right? So it's like, um, and like I said, there's been a handful of companies that have tried this now and 100% of the time, that's been the response is, you know, the, the company is getting more productivity, having them require them to do less or be there less. That's yeah, goddamn it, ridiculous. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it is, it's, it's, it's an, uh, but pe I think people overall, um, at least at the, at the corporate level are finally getting kind of a, a handle on the idea that time is finite for people. And certainly I think the last two generations, Gen X and, and, and millennials have said, we have maybe a better understanding of, of what we want to do. And maybe it isn't necessarily carrying a briefcase going in on the subway, clocking in and clocking out. And I think that's changed a lot of how people perceive like employment and what they do. I, there's the workforce is highly reduced from what it was that had those type of jobs, those traditional jobs. And I think that's a, that should be, you should be, you should be looking at those things, especially when you're doing work beyond that. If you're out in the world and you're, you're, you know, fixing things for people or you're trimming out and you, or you're doing carpentry or you're fixing automobiles on the side or whatever your side job is, that should also be a consideration. You should have enough talent to do the job you say you can do. And then you should charge appropriately because you're using time that you should be snuggling with your kids, that you should be doing those things because you can get a little extra cash in the pocket. You can help somebody's day out. You can do those things that make you feel good and still feel good about doing them. Time is time is money. Time is that important thing that, that we often overlook because we don't think about it. And you know, how many people have had their grandparents that that start talking about time all the time you know, that literally talk, talk about either memories of time or what they plan to do with the last few years of their life, or they have aspirations of things that they didn't do. You know, that's all on that same list. And those things aren't, you know, we, we have what we have when we have it. So it's a, it's a matter of, of utilizing those things. And when you're talking about, you know, the, on the professional world, you need to, you need to seriously think about what your time is worth because it's fine. If your time is worth just buying yourself self a set of router bits, you know, is that what this project is worth or is it an actual, you know, do, do we actually make a little bit of money on this? And it could be a different answer for lots of people. But for me doing this professionally, I look at time as a, as a, uh, unreplenishable, uh, amount. And it is always something that I'm giving away. And so I need something in return. By the way, a li little bit of a side tangent. I was listening to a podcast. I don't remember who was on it. Um, but there was a guy, he was talking about, he was having a conversation about time. And he said something that I thought, I thought was very kind of, it was very poignant to me because so he was like, all right, so I have, you know, my parents live in Florida or wherever, you know, they, um, my parents are 75 years old. If they live to be 80, I've got five more years with them, right? He said, but I don't really have five more years with them. He goes, I see them, what, twice a year? Right. You know, I, I get a phone call from mom once a month. He's like, so I've got 10 visits with my parents. Like he said, you know, and, and, and when you think about that, it focuses the mind a lot differently. As, you know, we, we have a tendency to think in general terms about some of these things like, 
mean, my father, my father's 69 this year. And, you know, we make jokes about that because he's a child too, but he's, <laughs> but, um, you know, he, he's going to be, I mean, if we're lucky, he lives to 80, you know, and I start thinking, it's like, okay, well, you know, with 11 years, but then you start thinking, well, I mean, I mean, 11 years means what? I mean, I see my father, he stops by probably once every other weekend. We do one or two football games a year and he lives here. I mean, he's, you know, <laughs> he's not far from me. So it's like, you know, when you start to think about time and you really get kind of granular with it, you start to realize, well, you know, I mean, that's what I mean is that relationship with time, the things that you invest that time in. Um, yeah, I mean, should I be calling my father more frequently? Should we be doing more things? Should I be calling my mother more frequently? My mother lives out of state. So she was just in town for a week in, uh, you know, again, same type of thing. I mean, my mother's, she's 65 and, you know, what, what do I got with her? 10 more years, 11 more years. I mean, what is she going to, you know, so it's like, um, she visits, I see her twice a year. I got 10 more visits with mom, you know, 20 more visits with mom. You know, it's like that, that idea kind of starts to focus the mind a little bit, you know? <laughs> so right. That's, um, Oh yeah. That, yeah. That it's, relationship it's... with time is, you know, it's, you, you gotta have a, you got to have sort of a, 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 there's, there's a weird perspective when you start to think about things in the way they really are, as opposed to the abstract that we kind of attack these things with, you know, it's like, um, because the, most people are terrified of time. I talk about death with anybody, you know, no one talks about death. We all die. Like, and, and, you know, that's something that we're all going to have to deal with, but no one likes to talk about it. I joke about it and bring it up all the time because, you know, I'm me. Um, but I mean, no one wants to ever have that conversation because that's the end of time. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Right. So it, and, and it's as long as you're not talking about it, it's a very abstract idea up until that point when it's not anymore. You know, and and that's the thing is when you start to pull these thoughts out of the abstract and you start to, um, you know, you, you really start to drill down into what they mean. It, it, it takes on a very different meaning. A lot of people don't want to deal with that because I mean, like I, I told you guys, I mean, I'm doing some working on getting some coding stuff done and, and some computer things and, you know, doing some other stuff. And I mean, the next, what is it, it's March, the next nine months this year are going to happen, whether I do something with them or not. That's very true. You know what I mean? So it's always like, rolls on. Yeah. I mean, it ain't waiting for me. So, you know, when you start to think about that, you're like, well, I could spend an hour a day, you know, reading the book, studying the guides you know, getting the certificates and things that I want and, you know, going through all these different, these different steps to try and sort of, you know, try out something that I hadn't done before. It, it, it doesn't seem like that, that much time when you start to kind of drill into it like that. But, you know, when you think about, okay, you know, by the end of this year, I want to be a network certified, uh, you know, Cisco admin. Right. Well, that sounds like shit. And when you read the book, it really is. But, um, but that's the thing is like, because <laughs> there's a lot of stuff to know. But, you know, if you look at it, okay, so I'm going to do an hour a day, you know, I'll do an hour at lunch, hour when I get home. Okay, well, I'm doing two hours a day now. And to Izzy's point, I listen to it in the car because I have to be in the goddamn car for an hour a day. So, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not wasting that time I'm trading it for something else. You know what I mean? So that's when I talk about having a relationship with time, you guys are thinking about it more in terms of, you know, establishing sort of your monetary value. I'm just trying to think about what I actually invest that time in. What is the return on that time for me? Well, I will say though, <clears throat> while it's, it's, it's probably easiest to equate to a monetary value, but it works exactly the same about relationships. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, with marriage, with, with friends, you know, you, you, you invest that time to build those relationships and you may not be doing the best job. Well, the monetary one's easy because it's a universal. It's just an, yeah, it's an easy denominator. Yeah. Right. Right. So it's, it's an easy thing to divide by. So it's, it's, uh, you know, that we, we, we look at those things and it could be easily said about girlfriends or boyfriends or marriages, husbands, wives, you know, is this where I'm supposed to be? Is this what I'm supposed to be spending my time on? You know, there's a, there's a, there's that common old, um, uh, almost cliche, like, like women, woman gets cheated on after being married for 15, 20 years. And, you know, the response is she gave him, you know, the best years of her life, you know, is, is a common statement. And that's true. It comes down to the time wasted for, for that, but it's, you have to think about your time. There's no, it's, I think, I don't think people think about it enough. Hey, Izzy. Yeah. When you, do you, I mean, obviously, you know, you, you sort of derive your quote unquote value per time just because you've been doing this for a thousand years. But for people that don't have the level of experience that you do, um, what advice do you give people? Cause I know you've had this conversation a million times with folks. What advice do you give to people when they're trying to sort of say, I mean, when they come to you and basically they, they'll ask the question in a thousand different ways, but they ask you, you know, what am I worth? Essentially, you know, what, what should I ask for? <laughs> For my well, time, you know, again, that's a tough question. But you know, across the board, you have to look at you have to look at the demographic. You have to look at where you're at. You have to understand a little bit about your your skill sets before you can really place a value on what you're doing. Um, you know, and there's, I always get that, you know, I always get that question about the money, and I mean, it depends. It really starts to after you do things for a while, you're, you're, um, the way you look at things changes. Um, but if you want to be that guy who is in the shop, grinding it out, trying to make a living at it, you know, um, first of all, look at the market, understand the market where you're at, understand the market that you're trying to target, how you're targeting that market. That gives you a pretty good idea about what a product is worth. And then you have, you know, how long does it take you to build that product? You need to understand these things. There's really, you can't just, unless you're selling your, unless you're selling yourself for an hourly rate. Um, That's called prostitution, by the way. It, well, this is what we all do. You know, I mean, not all of us, but I mean, that's the vast majority of the world of the world sells themselves for an hourly rate. Whether it's your, your skill set that you're using, your, you know, your physically have to be there doing this thing. Um, I do the same thing. I do the same thing when I'm, when I'm doing consulting, which I don't do a lot of, you know, so, um, but it's the, it's the same thing. I, I sell myself for an hour, basically, um, breaks down to an hourly rate, you know, um, you know, just understand where you're at, understand your market, understand your skill set, And you, to do those things, look around, you know, you can't just grab a table saw and say, I'm going to make this widget and I'm going to get, I want to make a thousand dollars a day. So I need to make 37 of these widgets. And this, this is what I'm going to sell them for. You know, the bottom line is if you're making widgets that you're going to sell it at a crafts fair, there's a really good chance you're going to go hungry. If you outprice, if you price yourself out of the market, you know, um, 
but I think as you gain more and more experience, and it happens rather, it, it seems like it's not quick, but it happens relatively quickly. If you pay attention to what's going on around you, within a few months, um, you you start getting a really good handle on what something is worth. And then, you know, that's the problem with woodworkers is, for the most part, the creative minded people, um, we have this romantic notion that, you know, we've been doing this for a year or two or three, and we're going to build these amazing pieces of furniture and sell them for thousands of dollars no you're not but i have a jigsaw it doesn't happen that way <laughs> guys that are like guys like peter galbert or or um andy uh, randy holden or barney bellinger spent years upon years of finding of, of tuning their craft of making of networking and finding the right contacts and the right markets for their for what they do and now they, you know, Granny can sell a hutch for thirty-five to sixty-five grand. Of course, it takes him six months to build it, but you know he can do that. But he's been doing this for forty freaking years, you know, and he's built the reputation. So those those things take time. You can't do that. You can't just walk into a job and say, "Hey, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start the shop up and I'm gonna make X amount of dollars per hour." And it doesn't work that way, you know. So if it comes down to value, if you want to make the most money. You want to make the most money, find a product that sells really well and make tons of them and then hire other people to make even more of them. That's yeah. how you're going to, that's how you're going to make money in the furniture world or the, the, the other, the, this world. If you want to make a great living, you're not going to do it building furniture, one-off pieces of furniture and selling them. It's just not happening, you know, and very, very, very rarely it's, you know, I call it the, the rock star, the, the rock star effect. You don't, you just don't come into this making a ton of money it's a hard way to make money so um and i'm well, not trying to the, i mean that's the case for every industry though i mean there's no business that you can start off at where you just hit the ground and you know somebody goes hey here's a million dollars a year like you gotta you gotta cut your teeth and earn it i mean that's you know that that, that that's that's the that is a cliche but you know some of this shit is is uh is a cliche because it's true yeah you know what i mean it, it's you gotta um you got to cut your teeth. I mean, you've got to, you've got to establish uh, this idiot I work with was talking the other day about, um, price doesn't matter. We do mortgages, right? And he's trying to tell me that price doesn't matter. He's like, you know, <laughs> and, and, and I go, and I just sit there and I let him talk. And he says, well, you know, when people buy a Rolex, he says, you know, you could have bought a Timex or a Casio or this. And he says, you know, um, you know, you drive a Lexus. You, why didn't you buy the Toyota? And I was like, the difference you dummy is that those companies have have spent a lifetime building a brand that has some perceived value. Right. Right. If you buy a Lexus instead of a Toyota, you're buying the same goddamn car. Okay. Yeah. It's just that they, they just, if you buy a Honda or an Acura over in China or Japan, they don't have an Acura because right. there is no status symbol over there that has an additional value of money. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you, they, if you buy an Acura CL here, it's just a Honda CL there because mm -hmm. Acura doesn't mean anything. Right. So it's like, sure. um, so, but that's the thing is those companies have spent the time and the energy and the effort saying, Hey, this is a thing that is worth X mm -hmm. because it is right. Yeah. And, and it has a reputation for being expensive. So when other people see that you purchased a Lexus instead of a Toyota, you bought a nicer thing. You know, you you could have bought a Camry, mm -hmm. but you got whatever the Lexus equivalent was, right? Yeah. So, um, and that's really, but 
Toyota didn't just come out and start saying, hey, plus 15 grand equals Lexus. They had to create that branding around Lexus. Same with Mercedes. Same with, you know, no one buys a Ferrari um, because it's handcrafted leather goodness. Yeah, (laughs) They buy it because it says Ferrari on the goddamn side of it. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, you you have to really, you have to create that brand. You have to. You have to establish who you are and what value you bring to the market. Right. You know, those companies well, have done it in, you know, more lifetimes than you'll have as a man. Yeah. You know what but I mean? You, so. You're ta- you're talking about you're talking about the artist effect. I mean, if if you want to be the what guy who's building one-off pieces, you have to take the time to establish that brand. And during that time, you're going to learn new skills, you're going to make new contacts, you're going to expand your horizons. These things take time. You have to network. You have to be the marketer. You have to be the salesman. You have to be the everything. Um, and those things take time. But yeah, it's definitely doable. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It's still happening. You know, I, I tell you, one guy in the market that I'm watching right now is Brian Benham. This guy's got incredible skills, a great eye for design, and he's, it's going to come together for him if he keeps it up. But right now, he's still, you know, he's still trying to make it. You know, and if you look at his, go to YouTube and look at his channel, look at his furniture. It's an, it's intense. He's a, he's got good furniture. He's got an amazing eye for design, but he's still struggling. You can't just build an amazing piece of furniture and, and take it down to the local Mary Mart and hope that it sells, you know, and I'm not saying Brian's do that. He's got his stuff in galleries and stuff now, but, um, you know, these things take time. And, you know, honestly, if you want to make a bunch of money and you want to do it fast, you know, I, the missing digit effect, we'll start calling that, you know, design something cool that goes viral and then bust your ass a hundred hours a week for months on end to put it all together and get it all out there. And then, then ride that wave and then use that information that you've learned to develop more products that are cool and awesome. You, and you put, you, you keep, you might want to focus your energy on something else. <laughs> yeah. You know, you have about the same amount of luck uh, right. of that happening to you as if a walnut falling out of the sky and balancing itself on your penis. If you're not willing, I'm going to, I mean, and listen to Pretty this. Low. I'm, I'm going if, for it. If you're, if you're not willing to quit a 40 hour a week job to work 80 hours a week for half the money, you're not, you're don't even, don't even attempt it. Yeah. There's no, there's no easy route. I yeah. mean, there really isn't. So, you know, and I'm, if you've ever used the phrase, why me? Self-employment is not for you. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, that's that's simply the truth. On the other side of that, you know, I, I, I want to, I would much rather struggle to do something I love than struggle just to get up, to go to a job that I hate. And that's going to be a struggle either way. So you have to make that decision for yourself. Yeah. That's a, that's a very. I mean, that's like, like there's in there, there are definable people for that. Like there's some people that just can't handle that. And on the other side of it, there is another side of it. If you, if you make, you know, if you, you're going to fail, you're going to go through hard times. If you can figure out how to get past that, then, then it's there, you know, and I'm some, a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of companies never make it that far because it's too hard. So, you know, that's. I'm, I'm I shouldn't I'm I'm like discouraging a whole bunch of people right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I know it's discouraging. It's just you know, listen. I want you've I got, want everybody. You've you, got to you be ready for me. the stuck. You I guys mean, know me better than anybody. I want everybody to succeed. I want everybody to be safe and happy and good and successful. I, I want that for everyone. But I, I know mean, I'll, I want to see you all crash and burn. 
Oh, shut up. Especially I, you fools with tools podcast guys. <laughs> in their pantyhose. But you got you got to take that, you know, you got to take this into consideration, you know. And I mean, it's one of those things, especially for creative minded people, because it's sometimes we have our ups and downs and it's so hard to see the the realistic side of what is potentially in front of you. And it's not easy. Is it's I believe it is absolutely worth it, but it's not easy and it is a struggle, you know. But you know, how where do you want to put your struggle at? Life is not, you know, life is not always a cakewalk. And even after you, you know, I, I, I still I wouldn't consider myself successful, but I'm doing okay. But even after you get to you're doing okay, Mark point, there's still struggles, you know, that's it doesn't ever go away. It's just the struggles change, they're, they're, they're different struggles, and uh, you know, Jim when you Carrey. Make when you make mistakes, they're typically a little bit more expensive. So Jim Carrey had a, a commencement speech quote that, that haunts me from time to time. And uh, it's something I make my children watch, even though they groan every time I put it on. Oh, But um, he said, um, you can fail at something you hate. You know, basically, I mean, so why not try to do something you love? And that's mm-hmm. now it's not easy to do something you love and it's not easy to trade, you know, security and comfort and all that stuff. But, um, but yeah, there's no, you know, you, what was the most recent study that is 67% of people hate their job. Like that's That's a, that's a most of the big ass number. 67% of the people they studied hate their job. Like 27% of the people like want to kill themselves. Like they're, they're, they're practically suicidal about it, but, like that's a really big number of people that hate their current what they do every single day. That's think about that. I, Give that a minute. Like, that's a that's the human condition, though. We are not genetically designed to go to a job every single day and do the same thing day in and day well, out. Even if you are, like this is. Yeah. I mean, think just, of, so we have nineteen listeners. Way. So we have nineteen listeners. Apparently, thirty-three so, people are genetically. <laughs> that means that out of our nineteen <laughs> listeners. 12 of them hate their current employer. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, that's a big number. I mean, that's, yeah, that's yeah. a big number. So um, you should get out there and make things. Yeah. People always love that or, shit. Make listen, things. You don't have to make things, but the best thing you can do, and this is something I kick myself in the ass for all the time, because for what I do, I'm not my own brand. I, I always work under somebody else's brand and that, that has a cost. There's, there's, there's some there's some trade-off to it that in some cases has been worth it, but there's there's a cost associated with it. But if be your own brand, okay? Don't don't be your own maker, don't be your own artist, don't be your own chef, don't be your own, be your own brand. That is going to be the thing that sets you apart from everybody else, regardless of whether or not they do the same thing. If you can establish a reason why people pick you over someone else and you create that as a persona, as a brand. That is a that is that is something that sets you apart. Be your own brand is better than being your own boss. That is it, whether you work for somebody, whether you work for yourself, whether you're chasing dreams, whether you're whatever it may be, be your own brand is going to be a better road or a better um, pathway for success than you can have doing anything. But even if you work for somebody, have a reason why people pick you over somebody else. And promote that reason, even if you make that reason up. <laughs> like that's that's. I like that. 
That is the best advice I can give anybody. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you're passionate about. That fits 100% of the people. I mean, it, it, you know, it, it just, it, anything. I mean, Charles Manson was his own brand. That's <laughs> just. That's he not, hey guys, that's not an encouragement to go that route. Just saying. Yeah, out don't loud. kill anyone. I'm just saying, be your own brand. Establish Technically, who you are. he didn't kill anybody. Yeah, it's true. Um, just, just to mention that. I feel like we're promoting that now. That I feel a, like we're promoting that at that point. It's a funny analogy. Right. But yeah, that's. If I have any advice that I can ever get of all the podcasts that we have done, all the things I've said, that is, if you can spend some time with that one thought and you can figure that piece out, you can find success doing anything. I want my brand to be a unicorn. And it should be. Okay. That tastes like <laughs> I think bacon. that's my brand. Is that not my brand? I don't know. Can be. No, I don't think I it's want my yours is an Izzy. Yours is now a goat. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Can I have a unicorn <laughs> goat? <laughs> a goat a unicorn? Goat. <laughs> Well, anyway, um, oh, so we have talked course. for almost an hour and a half. Oh, boy. Well, we do that sometimes. Sorry, guys. Sorry, no. sorry. But, uh, hey, listen, um, uh, interesting conversation tonight, guys. I really, uh, you know, thank you for the uh, the feedback input. Um, I think we should talk about this again sometime. We should. I we'll do it next year. I want to I talk about loving yourself here in one of our topics. because uh, I think... The masturbation episode. No, no, uh, no. Yes. Oh. oh, guys, you got to take it. <laughs> more than the time, more than your time. And that kind of, it it kind of relates in a way when you learn to actually really love yourself and care about yourself and and your time and your, the energy that you expend, the time thing almost kind of falls in place in a way that is in a lot of cases in my, for me, especially it is, um, uh, I don't know how to put it. I, I don't know the word to use. Um, it's just a great way to live. It's an amazing life when you start to really care about yourself and care about what you do with your time and how you spend your, your energy. Um, mm. I'd love to have a topic about that sometime. That would be fun. That sounds like the next show. If we remember. Sounds if perfect. We remember. So if we can, you know, get past the goat jokes. Yeah, goat. Yeah. Um, well, Hey, listen, uh, real quick before we end up the show, um, I just happen to be, I don't watch the chat, but I happen to be looking at it for a second. Um, one of our uh, gentlemen by the name of Jim Dockrell. I'm 100% sure I'm saying his last name wrong. Um, he's just, uh, he's kind of chatting along with us and uh, just said that Great he guy. lost his father a couple of weeks ago. So I just wanted to uh, take a second just to say um, heartfelt uh, condolences to to Jim and his family. Um, Jim is, for those of you who don't know Jim, he's got a small YouTube channel, um, rebuilds things in his house, a lot of toilet videos. Um, but uh, Jim is probably, he is on most of our YouTube lives. He comments or likes almost every single one of our podcasts, um, shares a lot of things. He's just a great member of the community. Um, and just seeing him, uh, you know, post that here uh, made me think of just what a, what a great supporter of our show he has been and what a, just a, just a good dude. Um, supporting our show doesn't make you a good dude, but he's, uh, just uh actually i think it probably makes you the opposite but actually yeah, listening just, to all those things actually makes him sound like he's insane yeah actually jim i'm sending someone to your house i think it's time for, <laughs> i think it's time for you to, talk. to be locked up but yeah so i just wanted to uh just take a second and just say you know jim uh, i'm 
really sorry to hear about your loss. I, I know that you said that, you know, he's in a better place and he's not in any pain and all that. And, and that's, um, you know, that I, I hope that that finds, you know, brings you comfort and, and brings comfort to your family. And, and again, our, our deepest condolences to you and your family. Um, and thank you for, you know, always hanging out with us, always, uh, you know, always commenting, always interacting, always being part of our community. Um, it doesn't go unnoticed, even though it does often go unsaid. So. Right on. Hearts, that's right. Hearts and thoughts are with you, Jim. So, uh, but, um, say, if you got uh, questions, comments, concerns, um, if you, you should. Jim's address to get him a padded room. Um, we understand that. Uh, I'll, I'm sure I can get it for you. But, uh, yeah, the, uh, oh, and listen, awesome. there's plenty of guys that, that deserve those uh, accolades as well who are always hanging out. Um, I see a bunch of them in the in the chat now, um, but we can only do so many per show. So apologize. They can, they can jump in a lake. I mean, <laughs> there you go. Love you guys. Yeah, we we love our fans, even though we refuse to say it. But uh, yeah, at maybe podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, check out our website. Maybe I've said too much. dot com. Up, it, I updated weekly. Um, there's some funny shit on there sometimes, and not often. But there's a unicorn on the main page right now. If you haven't seen it, you should go look because it's ridiculous. Thanks, Joel. And, You're welcome. Um, that's pretty much it. So, oh, uh, unicorn meat. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're uh, if you're on Klingspore's website, uh, for those of you who are tired of hearing about Klingspore, we get it. We're tired of saying it, but <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I will Klingspore all night long, baby. But, uh, yeah. If you go to their website and put in the uh, the code unicorn meat. Um, we've been telling you it's for zero dollars. It actually gives you five bucks off anything, and it has since the day they rolled it out. Now so they're going to change it. Oh, yeah, they they can't change it. They can't. We already it's checked. Locked in. But uh, we're under contract. I it didn't sign that. So, but uh, yeah, guys, thanks everybody for uh, making it out with us tonight. Um, you two gentlemen, thank you. I will see you Thursday. Yeah, you will. So, and so uh, I hope you. I hope you wear something sleek. Bring on the butt stuff. Oh, we need to, um, Uh I guess everybody can hear this. We need to plan a date to start to build the, um, Viking ship for the Klingspore event. And I think we we do. I think we should make that a public event and invite our listeners who wants to come down and, um, hang out. Wait, is it a Viking ship? Is that what we're doing? Drink pizzas and eat, or, you know, drink some beers or eat, drink pizzas and eat beers. Something like that. that. And, um, slap together a Viking ship that we can take up to the Klingspore event. So. Um, I think we should make that a public event. So we should talk about a date for that, guys. Okay. Yeah. We'll do we uh we'll do that when we get together this week. All right, sounds good. All right, we'll, announcement we'll next time. week. No maybe no chance. This uh, yeah. it's possible. We're gonna it's, talk about loving yourself and Viking ships. We're gonna talk about like loving yourself really... while we're together in the same room. That, so it's no, gonna get I, Bob, weird. We, anyway, that's gonna be a really good that's gonna be a really good podcast next week, guys. Don't I'm bringing that. Vaseline. Thursday night. Thursday night, y'all. <laughs> Joe's laughing because he knows I'm not kidding. That's that's not kidding. No, not even a little bit. So, all right, guys. Thanks, everybody, for uh, making it out. We appreciate you. Love you guys. And uh, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. See y'all. Good night. <laughs>